You're listening to the Fitness and Wellness Class, powered by NASM. NASM's new subscription service, NASM Connected, is the best value in fitness. When you sign up, you'll get access to everything you'll need to expand your career, master new disciplines, and stay up to date with your certification in one great package. Gain instant access to over 350 online fitness courses available anywhere, anytime, on any device. Earn CEUs for dozens of approved providers. Plus, unlock articles, webinars, videos, and podcasts from the biggest names in fitness. Don't wait. Sign up today and unlock the best content in fitness at the best price. Get connected at nasm.org connected or call one 800 460 6276. Hey guys, welcome to the Optima 2020 virtual conference. I'm uh, your host for today, Mike Gelfgott, and our topic of conversation is 10 Guerrilla Marketing Ideas that Generate Personal Training Leads Now. I thought it'd be a good idea for us to define what exactly is uh, Guerrilla Marketing, if you have yet picked up this book, highly recommend it. Uh, Jay Conrad Levinson defines guerrilla marketing as this. Guerrilla marketing is an advertisement strategy in which a company uses surprise and or unconventional interactions in order to promote a product or a service. I added the part that says that generates uh, leads in 30 days or less because that's the topic of today's uh, conversation. So by the end of it, you will have 10 different ways that uh, you guys can generate uh, membership or personal training traffic into your facility. So uh, who the heck am I and why, why should you listen? My business partners and I have accomplished a few things in the anytime world, uh, anytime fitness world, that is. Um, I think one of, the, one of the most interesting projects that uh, I worked on, though, has been um, co-authoring and authoring a, uh, a book, which I'll actually talk about as one of the uh, 10 strategies to uh, to do guerrilla marketing. Okay. Um, our agenda is loaded, uh, so you guys, let's get started. Okay. One thing I do want to make sure that uh, everyone is, um, I don't know, if clear or you definitely want to have in place before you do any sort of uh, uh, marketing, for that matter, uh, guerrilla marketing. Um, is this you want to have a sales process that actually converts a minimum 50 to 80 percent of the personal training leads that you have uh, coming in if you're a uh, gym like uh, myself and you're selling memberships first you want to have a sales process that converts a minimum 30 to 40 percent of those if you don't make sure you put that into place otherwise um, the main problem with your lead generation may not be actual lead gen um, at all maybe your sales process um, two, you want to have a marketing process that actually speaks to your specific, unique selling proposition. What is it that you do better and different, right, than than anyone else? You got to have a way to market that, to talk about that, um, and I'll I'll talk a little bit more to that uh, as it relates to the facility that we uh, that we currently own. Uh, you need an fitness evaluation process. At the end of the day we all get paid for done. The reason why these people will convert into a client from some sort of a uh, short-term trial that you're putting out is because you have a very tight, thought out, 
fitness evaluation process that shows uh, fitness uh, outcomes. Uh, four, you got to have a step-by-step -step approach to convert these 15, 21 day, 30 day, six week trials, because a lot of the guerrilla tactics will uh, be speaking to the 15, 21 day or 30 days that you're either selling or six weeks or eight weeks even, you're either selling or giving away. Uh, something more uh, specific to what uh, we do, I thought I'd throw it out there, um, is definitely a way to uh, differentiate yourself from another gym is uh, this have ways to measure wellness outcomes just as much as you have just as much as you have a ways to measure fitness outcomes so what's the difference so for example at our facility we have the ability to to measure one's fasting glucose uh total lipid panel i have a way to assess one's um uh, give you a baseline that assessment a baseline cognitively um we can tell you what your processing speed is what your memory is uh, which are dual tasking is uh, so like driving would be an example of, uh, of, of dual tasking. Um, and uh, of course, we can also measure your visceral uh, body fat uh, along with your subcutaneous and intramuscular fat as well. So it's just um, when you have ways to do to, 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 to measure wellness outcomes, it opens up your window of many more programs that you can run other than just say weight loss uh, programs. Uh, public speaking or speaking into a camera is definitely a skill set you want to have in place because uh, a lot of the guerrilla type of uh, format or marketing will require you to do a presentation either in public or on camera uh, and many more things, which you'll see here in a little bit. Um, I know this might sound silly, but it, it is a skill. And uh, when I when I say you've got to master the skill of hustle, just recognize that you'll get more no's than yeses and not to get discouraged. Uh, people don't say no to you personally, right? They're saying no to your products uh, and services. Right? There's ways to influence people. Anyways, now that we have that out of, uh, out of the way, let's get started, okay? Strategy number one, or, or your guerrilla strategy uh, number one, guerrilla marketing strategy is referrals. I know that this may sound so flipping obvious, uh, and I hope that all gyms and studios are asking for referrals, but gosh, I am uh, not pleasantly surprised to hear that a lot of gyms and studios are not asking for uh, referrals. I love it because it's completely free, but there are some, um, um, what do you call it, I guess, tricks. Um, no, that's the wrong word, not tricks. Uh, there are some uh, strategies, that's, that's a better word, around uh, asking for uh, referrals, right? Um, but number, number one reason why you should be asking for uh, referrals is because if you take a look at any successful studio or any successful gym, their number one lead generator are existing members and clients referring other existing members uh, and clients. So here's the, um, I guess the system or the mechanism, I would say around referrals, like when should you ask for referrals? And to me, there's four specific um, places that you could be asking or should be asking for referrals. Uh, number one is as soon as somebody purchases either a training program or a membership, the very first thing, once you collect the down payment for whatever that they're purchasing, you should be asking for referrals. And we'll talk about how to do that here in a second, but timing is important. Oftentimes I hear salespeople tell me that they forgot 
to ask for referrals or they didn't think about it and it's simply because there's no mechanism and I'm giving you the system, the mechanism and that system is as soon as someone signs up and you know how they're gonna do their down payment for whatever they're purchasing, right after that you need to be talking about referrals. Um, number two, post fitness evaluations. There, can't, there, there, there isn't a better time for a personal training client to ask them for referral We'll talk about how to do that uh, in today's uh, presentation. Monthly events, of course, it makes sense. Invite friends and family. I'll go, I'll go more details uh, later on in our presentation. And referral promotions twice a year. Uh, and I'll, I'll have a specific strategy for that uh, as well. Okay. Um, so there's two components when you're asking for uh, referrals. One, it's if I'm a new member, if I'm a client and I am referring someone, what do I get? And then what is my friend who is getting referred? Um, what, are, what, what, are, what are they going to get? Right. And so let's take a look at this uh, from a new member, new client uh, perspective, meaning if they refer somebody, what will their friends and family get? Here's the deal. You need to give away whatever it is that your salespeople or your trainers get most excited about. I get pretty jacked up about giving away 21 days or 30 days of unlimited personal training to any of, of the friends that our clients and members refer. Um, our training program rocks. It produces some serious outcomes. I feel pretty, pretty darn good giving that stuff away. It's not the only thing you can give away. As, as you can see, there's a couple of options and whatever you can think of. But the most important thing to consider when you're giving anything away is do my salespeople get excited about giving away? Because the problem with referrals is that once you've asked for the sale and the person knows how they're going to do their down payment from trainers or sales perspective, a salespeople perspective, they're like, okay, do I have to ask for more things? But what if we can frame their mind or reframe their mind from asking for something to giving something. And that's why I say they need to be really flipping excited about giving something away, okay? So giving away six-week programs, listen, we sell those things for 500 bucks. So once in a while, yeah, we'll run a promotion where we'll give away a bunch of six-week programs. Uh, Pre-packaged meals, we know that people are struggling to eat well. Um, so what a quick, simple thing you can do is give away a bunch of meals. Uh, workout gear. Uh, when I say raffle tickets, something big. So we gave away a fifteen hundred dollar trip. Um, now, in order for you to qualify for that uh, for that trip, you had to uh, um, you had the the person that referred uh, somebody they actually had to join and uh, buy a training program. But it was a fifteen hundred dollar uh, prize giveaway. Right. So we'll talk more about that. All right. So from a client's perspective, uh, same deal. So in other words. Uh, Meaning, you know, if I give something to, uh, if I refer a friend, they'll get 15, 21 days or 30 days of unlimited PT. And if that friend, say, um, joins and is an incentive to get started to the friend, you can give them something special as well. And that's why I say you have to have a uh, process to convert these trials into clients. And so there's a specific moment in time where you would be giving people's, people incentive to get started, okay? So how do we ask for referrals? So let's say somebody uh, got started on a membership, for example, at your facility or a training program, doesn't really matter. As soon as we collect the down payment, the pitch would go something like this. Mrs. Jones, thanks for getting started. Hey, listen, may I share with you our VIP program? 
right? Wait for the response. Of course, everyone is going to say, sure, go ahead. Well, Mrs. Jones, as a member or as a client of our facility, you get access to five VIP passes to give to your friends and family that will entitle your friends and family to 30 days of unlimited personal training at our facility. Think of some people that might want to feel better, get healthier, certainly lose some weight, maybe uh, look better, uh, but overall, like I said, improve their overall health. Here's the kicker. If any of these people, Mrs. Jones, get started, you will get 30 days of unlimited personal training as well. So take your time, work on this worksheet. I'll be right back and leave. I think one of the mistakes that uh, people, salespeople or trainers have when they're asking for the referrals is they don't give the person time to work on it. Get out of the office or wherever you are, go get some water, let the, give them some time to work on that. Post-fitness evaluation might sound something like this. Let's say Mrs. Jones just had a killer fitness evaluation. Uh, she's feeling good, right? She feels like she's making progress. So the pitch would go something like this. Mrs. Jones, it's so nice that you had such a wonderful fitness evaluation. How do you feel? She feels great, wonderful. Hey, listen, uh, do you mind if I ask you a question? Right? Ask permission. She'll say yes. Or Mrs. Jones, listen, I'm looking for three more clients to join our training program that might want to feel as good as you do right now. Right? Who do you know? Who do you have that might want to come in here to the club check out the facility, go through the workouts. I'll give them a gift on me. There's of course no obligation. We'll give them a gift of 30 days of unlimited personal training. Now the kicker remember is this, if they actually do come in and they get started, of course, Ms. Jones, you'll get rewarded. You get, you'll get 30 days of unlimited PT as well. Ms. Jones, who do you have? And at this point, like they should, you should have a pretty good relationship with these individuals. They shouldn't mind giving you a name or two. Right now, the only thing with uh, asking your clients for uh, referrals is that you can't be asking me for referral every evaluation, right? So we do our evaluations every eight weeks, six times a year. Our uh, goal is to um, pick four clients and every eight weeks, we'll ask those clients for two to three names, but, that's, but it's constantly rotating. The same client might not even get asked uh, at least directly, like I just did post-fitness evaluation uh, no more than maybe once a year. Okay. Um, a couple of ways uh, to get referrals, of course, your monthly events, like I said, we'll talk about, I'll talk about that uh, more specifically here in a bit. And uh, twice a year, um, you should run some sort of a big promotion. And one of the, um, how do you call it? Uh, one of the reasons you would run that big promotion, other than of course, new sales and customer experience is also buddy referrals, which we'll talk about how to do that. Okay. All right, moving along. Um, number two strategy is uh, local newspaper. This might sound interesting, but very few trainers, very few gyms um, write for their local newspaper and it's probably one of the fastest ways to uh, establish a uh, an authority in your town and the pitch is this you'll either email or call once a month and the pitch is this mrs jones or whoever you're talking to i'm looking for ways to volunteer my time i'm looking for ways to volunteer my energy to talk about the things that i love to talk about or uh, which is exercise and nutrition or how to get people motivated how to keep people motivated to continue to work out. Here are a few of the topics that I'd like to 
uh, write about. By the way, the topic should be whatever the top questions your clients have. And here are examples of some articles that I've already written. And you don't, it doesn't necessarily have to, get, have to be published, although it would be great if it did. Um, it's just uh, if, you've, if you've already taken the time to, say, write out a, uh, a specific article in Word document, just send it to them and say, here's the article that I've written. Um, but the pitch is you're looking for ways to volunteer your time. You're looking for ways to volunteer your energy to contribute right, to, the, uh, to the newspaper. Right? How, can I, how can I partake? How can I be part of this? Uh, don't, ask me, I, don't ask me a closed-ended question such as, are you looking for someone like that? It, it's okay. I think you could do better. Uh, assume the sales sort of thing and just say, hey, how can I partake? If I were to do this, how can I partake? Anyways, very few trainers, very few gyms will take the time to do this. I mean, many, many times we had members come into our facility and said, hey, Mike, saw your article, great article. Of course, my response is, well, Mrs. Jones said you give it to a friend. Um, anyways, you guys get the point. Um, number three, this is very interesting. So 2000, uh, I guess 2016 is what it was. Um, um, I was in charge of, uh, we had 21 uh, Anytime Fitness locations, uh, and I was in charge of our personal training part of the business. And one of the questions I asked myself in 2016 was this, um, what is the lowest hanging fruit that I am not picking right now because I think I'm too busy or um, I think um, I don't have um, the time to dedicate to something like that, which I guess would be the same as I think I'm too busy. Um, and what I came up with is no one in our towns was an expert in corporate wellness. So I found this lady, her name is Trina Gray, it's her program, but by the way, if you use the code MikeG50, you'll save a little bit of cash on the program. So I purchased her program and we implemented her program in nine clubs. Before I tell you the outcomes, let me tell you what the program actually uh, is and how does it work, right? And so in the Corporate Fit Challenge, who you're looking for are companies that are five to 50, like you land bigger companies, but don't look for big companies. Five to 50 is where you wanna be in. So when I was calling these, these companies, um, here's what I learned. I learned that all of these small companies, they love their team. They wanna see their team be better. They don't wanna see their team be sick or miss work for whatever reason. Um, the other thing I noticed that almost every company that I spoke to, Every year, they're claiming more dollars due to, of course, preventable types of uh, diseases that we all know how to help people prevent. Um, what was very common is that in a lot of these organizations, you typically had somebody who was not healthy, not in good shape, motivating and inspiring other people to take action, which is part of the reason why a lot of uh, companies don't have a very good or strong corporate wellness approach. Um, and the other thing I learned is that I learned that these guys, these small companies, they don't see us as the solution to their problem for a very simple reason. They don't know that we also do corporate moments. Like they knew that we sell memberships. They knew that we sold personal training, but they didn't know, oh, you also do this. So here's how you get some traction around this. Every time you get some, every time somebody joins, every time somebody buys a training program, ask them, hey, Mrs. Jones, where do you work? What is your company doing to incentivize you guys to stay well? Who is your HR director? Can you give me their information? I'd like to contact them because we have a program that produces some serious outcomes. 
just start gathering a list of where do your existing members and clients work and that's how you're going to get the biggest traction here uh, with corporate moments uh, so specifically what it is or what is it uh, this is from uh, Trina Gray's this is her language um, corporate fit challenge is an affordable fund solution to inactivity and poor eating habits two health risk factors that have the greatest impact on overall health would make a personal connection not for motivation, a short-term, easy to commit to program. Essentially, it's 30 days of, of unlimited access to your facility with a lot of personalized attention in a very roundabout sort of way. But get the book, highly suggested. If you don't want to think of, uh, of your own way to uh, do a corporate um, wellness program, I, I think the same goes like this. So smart people, right, they learn from their mistakes. Uh, wise people learn from other people's mistakes. So I, I'm done being smart. I, I'd rather be wise. So let, let's all learn from Trina because she's got a program that works. Um, so here's some of our outcomes. So for 12 months, I tracked these numbers. We only released it in nine of our 21 clubs. Um, and initially, we weren't charging for the program. Our pitch to the community was this. We're looking for a local business or we're looking for ways to inspire local businesses uh, to take charge of the health of their organization. And in order for us to do that, we need a volunteer. Like We need a local testimonial. So we're looking for a couple of local businesses to partake in the Corporate Fit Challenge program. So some of our personal training managers, uh, they started charging for it, for it, which is why you see there's some revenue generated there. But Total level, a period of 12 months, we have about 534 people get started, uh, which once again, if you take a look at it over a period of 12 months, nine clubs, it's really not a whole lot of people, but there's a there's a, there's a a beauty here that I'll talk about at, at the end of this slide. 64% um, of people finished, which is weak. Remember this, our, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. Uh, you should be finishing upper 70s, lower 80s. Uh, of the 338 people that actually uh, finished, uh, 162 of them bought a membership, which that was, uh, once again, that's a very low closing percentage, which should have been at 65 to 85%. And then of the 162, 45 bought a training program that's really low. Once again, that's why I said earlier, you need to have a protocol for trial of conversion. I didn't have one back then, which I did, because that closing percentage should be about the same, that's 65 to 85%. What I love about this whole thing is we generated $245,000 in uh, revenue, of which about 90% of that revenue was generated by the personal training department. And if you run a, uh, a gym like I did, or gyms like we did, where the, the, the main way of doing business for PT was we wait for the membership team to do their job. Like in other words, they sign somebody up, right? And then the PT guys get to work. This was the first time that my PT team was essentially empowered to go outside of their four walls and actually bring in the revenue. And although we should have done better, I didn't think that those uh, numbers were too shabby trying to program for 12 months. Anyways, um, corporate fit challenge program. You get the book. Uh, number four, party week. I say party week. We actually used to do party like a day uh, or um or two days, it was never really a party week, um, but I would suggest doing a party week due to the interesting times that we're all in, hence while I'm at home, and if you see the, the light going in and out like this, because my dog isn't walking around and bumping it with his uh, body. Um, 
Anyways, so, but a party week would work is because you're probably like us limited to how many people you're able to have in your facility. No big deal. It should actually increase your odds of somebody showing up because there's a natural sense of, a, of urgency uh, created, which is, which is great. Uh, but why should you do some sort of a party week? And we do it twice a year. We do it in April and we do one in October. Uh, because I believe if you're in the, in the uh, fitness business, you're actually in the entertainment business. Part of us being in this business is to help people feel uh, light. So make them laugh because we're silly, because we have some sort of a theme uh, on that one particular day. Um, another reason you should do it, because I believe we should look for ways for people to come into our facility other than just their scheduled workout. Uh, I think Starbucks was the one that uh, created, uh, or they were, the, I think the Howard Schultz was the one that said this in his book Onward, where Starbucks is the third place, right? You have home, you have uh, work, right? And you have Starbucks. Well, in that same route, you have home, work, and you have gym. How do you, how do, you do that? Well, to do that, you got to be, you got to think more that you're in the entertainment business and look for ways to have your people come and visit your facility on non-workout days. Um, party weeks are uh, a lot of fun and I, I, I sh and I should have, I guess, put that, uh, I guess it doesn't really matter what order, but what, what I most love about party weeks, not only is it fun because it generates tremendous amount of revenue. Let me show you guys how, uh, so party weeks are about five specific things. Uh, it's about current and new client experience, which means on the day of, you should have a theme, you should be dressed up. Uh, you should have music, you should have games, which we'll talk about more here in a minute. Uh, party uh, week is about referrals. Someone dedicated on your team should be asking people for referrals, but if you're gonna ask me for something, there better be a good reason for why you're asking. We'll talk about on the next slide why you're asking. Of course, PT sales, membership sales, if you uh, if you sell those. Um, and uh, to me, the party week is how do we all work together as a team? There should be a couple of times throughout the year where we, all, where, we, where we work together as one unit to put on a wonderful show. And to me, it's, it's the party. So how does it work? Um, so you trade for prizes. So clients, existing clients and new clients that come in that join or existing clients that come in to see what you have going on that day can play. When they first come in, you give them a couple of raffle tickets to play the games. In order for them to play more games, right, they need more tickets. In order for them to get more tickets, they need to give you a name and a phone number. Here's the deal. If I'm playing games for, to earn raffle tickets, those raffle tickets will then get dropped into some really cool prizes. Do not be... Uh, gosh, I want to say the word cheap, but you're really not necessarily buying some of those things. You're doing a lot of trade dollar for dollar, but look for cool prizes, you guys, things that you would want to win if you were to go to a gym or somewhere if they were having a day like this. I hope that makes sense, right? Um, so you need raffle tickets to play games in order to motivate people to, to, to play the games. You need to uh, have great prizes. So therefore, you can ask people for a name and a phone number for raffle tickets so they can enter to win uh, stuff. 
have a theme, dress up. I think you guys uh, can figure out there's many different themes you can do. Uh, have food throughout the day. Do a dollar for dollar trade. If you know a DJ, great. Put on a show. Remember that you are in the entertainment business. Make it fun. Make it entertaining. You gotta have fun games, you guys. Um, have a ton of appointments uh, for membership and PT sales, which means what you're doing is you're promoting this event for <coughs> 50, probably 21 days, three or four weeks, and you're having it the fourth or fifth week. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, on the day on the day of the party, there is no training session. So like in our clubs, we would have um, the membership team, which would consist of one or two people. You have the personal training team, which would consist of PT manager and area between two to five trainers, depending on the size of the club. So on the day of the party, we hardly did any training sessions because that day was dedicated just to our members to make sure they're having a good time. They're playing games. We're getting referrals. We're asking them to bring friends. It's a big, 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 big day. Um, at the end of all, don't forget to have fun. So let me tell you how big of a day. If you do this right, you'll get anywhere between a minimum of 100 up to 500 buddy referrals. You'll get anywhere anywhere between 10 to $100,000 in sales. And we would do this in a day or two. So if you have a week to do it, imagine what kind of numbers you can produce. Um, anyways, moving along. <laughs> Monthly client events. Um, there's a, a couple of reasons which I've mentioned already on why you should have monthly client events. And some people will say that you might even want to have an event, say, every 21 days. Uh, so depending on which guru you listen to. Okay. But we typically do something once a month, once every 30 days with our members. Why should you do it? Because once again, because you're in the entertainment business, uh, because you are looking for ways to build a community inside of your facility. And one of the ways you would do it is invite people for events that have nothing to do with working out. Um, hence my third point. Um, and we need to look for ways, and I know that you guys already know this, especially if you're rocking your events monthly, we need to look for ways to spend more time and more energy with our members and our clients, okay? So how do you do it? Um, there's a couple of points here. Nothing worse than somebody on the staff who doesn't understand the heart behind monthly client events. That really sucks. So make sure, step number one, everyone's bought in. Um, let's, make, let, let's say everyone is bought in. The way you promote this thing is anybody new that comes into your system, at point of sale, you're literally signing them up. Mrs. Jones, thanks for joining, right? You do your, you do your uh, referral presentation, you get all the paperwork squared away and you let her know, hey, Mrs. Jones, on the 22nd this month, our registered dietitian is talking about carbohydrates uh, or whatever your topic is, uh, or we're going to burn and brew, meaning we're gonna burn a bunch of calories and we're gonna drink some beers. And you literally sign them up right there. Mrs. Jones, I'm gonna put you on this sheet. If you can't make it, just let me know, but I'm gonna reserve your spot, cool? Cool, done. Have a seven day countdown through a text and email promoting the sign up. At the end of uh, every uh, training session, have a sign up sheet, especially if you're doing some sort of a group or SGC or small group training sessions. Always ask people to invite friends and family. Uh, but here's the deal. If 
if I bring a friend of mine, say, to the event, you don't want to hit him up for a phone number right then and there, uh, meaning to try to get him into the gym. Ultimately, yes, that's the goal. What you, Your objective is to make sure that my friend has a great time. So what you might want to do is partner me and my friend maybe with another member or two that's a lot of fun, right? Um, and then when um, maybe seven or ten days after the event, if you see me come into the gym and you know that I brought John and who's my buddy uh, for the for the event, then ask me, hey, Mike, I saw you brought in John for uh, for the burn and brew. It seemed like he was having a good time. Hey, I'd love to invite him in for a workout completely on me, no strings attached. I'd love to give him 30 days of unlimited personal training. Do you mind if I give his number? And then chances are I'm going to give the number. But the, the objective is like when you're doing these, these uh, events with your members and your clients, have a really good time. Be a wonderful host. Be a great entertainer. And then seven to ten days, days later, ask for a name and a phone number. So here's some of the things that we do and our uh, events are planned out uh, over a period of 12 months. Of course, you can see in April and May we were closed. So we had lots of virtual um, uh, happy hours. Uh, if you if you if you want to call that, we did have some booze here and there, which is totally fine. Um, we did a picnic in June. The July event was off the hook. Dogs and coffee. My business partner and I we took a uh, uh, a stick mobility workshop. It was a really fun workshop. Um, and when we were at that particular studio, we saw that the studio was doing dogs and coffee. And we just thought, what a cool, wonderful idea. So September, we're looking for, um, actually, we already found an event, uh, um, a, not an event, a, a business for us to volunteer. We're looking, we're volunteering with a local uh, dog shelter. Um, but anyways, you guys get the point have monthly events planned out there should be somebody on the team that's in charge of working out the details when you, as you guys meet up on a weekly basis talk about if there's anything that needs to happen if there's anything that the rest of the team needs to do to make sure the event is successful okay. um mm, number six this one is my favorite um it's my favorite for a couple of reasons check this out all right so co-author a book why should you co-author a book? Well, first of all, how many, if you're listening to this and you're a club owner, manager, trainer, how many other club owners, managers, trainers do you know that have co-authored some sort of a book? Um, not a whole lot. We co-authored a book with the Functional Aging Institute, um, which gives us just incredible instant authority, instant credibility, like our unique selling proposition. The people that we do our best work with in the one facility that we have left are people that are struggling and living with metabolic syndrome. So we typically uh, steer towards a little bit older. Um, and um, what's interesting is when you give somebody who just signed up a book uh, that and in that book, it essentially pre-sells them on the training session, just talks about uh, how and why exercising works and why should you do it and inspires them through wonderful stories. I'll talk about the outcomes here in a minute um, on that type of guerrilla marketing, how it works. But uh, what I think is really, really interesting about co-authoring a book is my last point, which is this. This will make you stand out like no other. My business partner and I, we were at a health fair and there were a bunch of other gyms that were there, um, you know, and they're all 
giving away business cards or whatever is that they're doing. We're the only ones that had a book. And of course, we were at the front of the table, not behind the table. Make sure you're at the front of the table. And uh, we're talking to people about how we co-authored a book. Uh, the name of our book is uh, Younger or uh, Younger Longer or Living Younger Longer, I believe is the, is, is the I have a picture of it here in a minute. Uh, but let me move on to the next slide. Um, so what the heck is this? Uh, this is, uh, co-authoring a book is this. Every book is an intentionally short, under 100 pages. So your ideal prospect can read it cover to cover in under 45 minutes. The content is simple, it's inspiring, just enough information to, to encourage your prospect to take you up on your special introductory offer course at the, at the very end. Younger, longer, that's the book that we wrote uh, that my business partner and I co-authored with the Functional Aging Institute, but because once again, our demographic of the people that we do our best work with are folks that are 55 and up. We're looking for folks that have high blood pressure. We're looking for folks that are hypertensive because we have ways to not only um, give them a baseline screen, but because we have a registered dietitian on staff, we have a way uh, to actually help them improve those outcomes through a, through a very specific program. We track the numbers for the first six months uh, with the book. And we still track them, but these are the numbers for the first six months because I think they're most relevant. Um, our show percentage increased, our closing percentage increased, um, which I thought was already pretty high, but it, it went up by another 15%. We generated 12,000 bucks in sales just from us giving the book to every new member, to every new client that signed up to read it before their, uh, before their training session, right? Of course, and then we would ask them to share it with their friends and family. Uh, anyways, I hope that piques your interest. Uh, to at least check out uh, the coauthors.com slash PFP website. It's a really, really interesting way to, uh, to generate some business, very unconventional. Um, let's talk about wellness programs, not just weight loss programs. If you are a studio or a gym at some point, I am sure you ran some sort of a 21-day um, uh, or a six-week fat loss or weight loss program. Nothing wrong with those. They're fine and they, and they, and they work. Um, but I believe what will work better is something, in my opinion, that's very relevant now, which is wellness, not necessarily just weight loss. Um, why should you maybe consider doing some wellness programs? Uh, because I believe the fitness business personally is the prevention like we're the people that people come and see before they they go to the hospital right um and so because we're in the prevention business and yes exercising of course for you everybody understands helps improves the quality of people's lives but do you have a way to measure some of the wellness outcomes um i believe you'll get attract even more uh people that you do your best work with um, specifically to us, uh, wellness programs speak to our unique selling proposition, to our vision. Our vision in the one club that we have left is to be the metabolic syndrome expert in town. So to do that, we've got to have the education, we've got to have the expertise, and we got to have a, got to have a way to measure these wellness uh, outcomes. Um, I think the main reason you should do this and why I put it as one of the guerrilla marketing strategies is because there's probably nobody in your market that uh, specializes working with people that have um, that are diabetics, that are heart disease, or they have, they have heart disease, or maybe they're hypertensive. They've, they have, they've had stroke, strokes in the past, or maybe they have all sorts of uh, aches and, and pains. Uh, nobody specializes working with those individuals and certainly markets to those individuals as well. Um, so specifically, I mentioned this before, these are the programs that we've been running over the last 
I don't know, we probably run now 20 plus programs. So you're probably looking at two and a half or so years. Uh, diabetes programs, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, past strokes. So we call it a wellness program, but we're looking for folks that have a high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Uh, six week lifestyle programs. We're looking for folks, folks that are uh, living or struggling uh, with uh, obesity. And uh, six week brain health program. So right now we have a way to give somebody a baseline of, uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, memory, uh, dual task, um, or dual tasking, um, um, their uh, processing speed. Uh, it's very interesting. And then we put them through, of course, a uh, brain health uh, program. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about brain health program, check out um, Ryan Glatt, just Google him. He's got uh, a very nice certification brain health trainer. Um, check it out. Um, so the strategy behind these wellness programs, okay? So we're gonna get a little bit into, into, into weeds because every time I talk about this, the first question that uh, club owners and managers typically ask me is, oh, how the heck, how do I market for this? Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty good in, in helping people understand uh, that. By the way, um, you don't have to be, you don't have to have a registered dietitian to talk to people about diabetes. In fact, what you ought to do is read a book and then base your six-week program, essentially all the six-week uh, program content off of that particular book. And then weekly, right, educate people on the book, give everybody the book. And all you are at that point is just interpreting information. You're discussing what the author uh, uh, wrote. But when it comes to marketing specifically, here's what we do. And this works really well. So we prime the audience for 21 days with very useful and very relevant uh, information. We boost a couple of videos uh, twice a week for uh, for 10 bucks a day. And on the days that we're not boosting, we're putting out really solid, very useful, relevant information. So for example, let's say we're going to do a diabetes program, which means on day 22, we're going to drop our main video. So day one through 21, we are um, heavily uh, dropping some useful, relevant content that has both video capabilities uh, and just wonderful solid articles relating to diabetes. The idea is to drive engagement, right? The idea is to drive comments, shares, and likes um, because on day 22, you will, you will uh, recapture essentially all of that attention that you've been able to drum up. So it's a really good book by Dan Kennedy uh, um, called, um, gosh, of course I can't remember it. Um, by Dan Kennedy, oh, no, B, here it is, no BS guide to social media uh, marketing. Read that book and he talks about exactly what to do and how to do as it relates to priming the audience. It's very helpful. Um, on day 22, you're gonna drop a main a video retargeting all the eyeballs during priming. Right? During that uh, two week period when your main video is being advertised you need to be emailing your existing um your existing uh, email base if you have posters and flyers you better hang them up and you better talk about them and contact any corporate contacts uh you may have so here's the average right so we've done now 20 plus six week programs and an average will spend about 600 bucks or so uh for two weeks worth of advertising which will yield us an average about 40 leads, which some of you that are listening to this are probably getting 140 or 240 leads. That's great. 
Um, our town is really flipping small. So for me to even get that, it would be, it's pretty impressive. Um, our average show and close, as you see, but what the, the best part about it is that when we spend 600 bucks, we get $2,200 back. And this is all in a matter of about four to five weeks. Anytime you get a three to one return on your money, I think that's a, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty safe bet. Once again, the only thing that's gonna prevent you guys from doing this is because you don't have the relevant content. So spend some time reading some stuff, put together PowerPoints and handouts, create a wonderful program that incorporates both education, which is why I was saying earlier, you need to have some public speaking skills uh, developed, which, which, which this will help, along with, of course, exercise. Okay. Moving along. Um, improvement plans. This one is interesting. I bet that if I were to um, assess any one of your guys' clients right now, if we, were, if we were to do a fitness evaluation, I bet I would find some clients that are struggling. We all have, right? And so the question is this, why are these people working out with us? I believe these clients are working out with us because they're, for whatever reason, they're unable to do what they want to do on their own. So we, as trainers, we get paid for done. What's done? Done is when the client accomplishes their objective. So if you have clients that are struggling, that means the job isn't getting done. What I'm saying is this, if you know the client is struggling, what are you doing about it? And I want to make sure I'm clear here that the heart behind a success plan or an improvement plan is not to necessarily get an upgrade. That will happen naturally because um, that's kind of like where the conversation is, is leading to, but it doesn't have to end up in, a, in an upgrade. The reason you're doing this is because you know your client is struggling, you're recognizing they're struggling, and you need to give their client some extra TLC. So there's some components about putting a client on a, on a successful, and I'll tell you where I got this. I um, can't remember the, the name of the, of the author, but the book is this. Um, how to, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Uh, oh, the coaching salespeople into sales champions. That's where I got the idea of putting clients on a 30 day plan. Of course, in the book, they talk about how do I make sure that my team of salespeople, whoever you're in charge of performs. Um, the way that I look at this, my client's performance essentially are the outcomes, right? That they're supposed to be producing based on my influence. And so if the outcomes aren't there, that means my influence, quite frankly, sucks, right? It's not very good. I got to do better, right? So once I recognize that my client is not on track, it's in that moment, I need to have a heart to heart and put him on a success plan. So you're putting clients on 15, 21 day plan where you're going to give them some extra TLC. So if the client is only working out with you once a week or twice a week, then you need them to come in to see you three times a week for the short period of time. Uh, if the client has, say, unlimited team or just some sort of a team training package and you have some one-on-one and small group training, then you need them to do that, meaning more of a private, individualized sort of way of training because you want to give them, right, that extra uh, extra attention, but you're only doing this for a period of 15 to 21 days. So you're discussing the challenge that the client is having and you're discussing three or four solutions and whatever the plan you put together, you're going to review this plan in 15 to 21 days. If the solution was Mrs. Jones is working out with you more frequently <clears throat> and that worked and she liked it, 
And it's as simple as Mrs. Jones, do you want to continue training at this at pace or do you want to go back to your normal frequency? Totally up to you, right? Let that, it's a very soft, soft sort of a close because you already have a relationship with these individuals. But like I said, read the book, Coaching Salespeople into Sales Champions. That's where I originally got this idea. There's actually like six or seven steps you would go through to put somebody on a success plan or an improvement plan. Um, your clients deserve it, get it done. Um, monthly workshops, there's uh, probably next to the book, I would say, like I would say one of the sec one of the biggest things that we do, and of course also you know the the newspaper deal that, that's big as well. But this also helps us develop big authority with our clientele. So you could do these workshops face to face, be sensitive in the time that we're in. If you're obviously be socially responsible and socially distancing like you're supposed to. Um, you could also do them virtually, right? So we do them, uh, we do them both. Sometimes we do them uh, virtually, sometimes we do them face-to-face, -face, uh, but you need, um, you need a strategy. So our strategy is, is this, is this. we always invite friends and family. You, because you know, we have a list of all the companies that are current clients and members uh, where they work at, we invite those corporate heads, typically HR directors uh, or you know, CEOs, to come to a specific workshop if you feel like a particular workshop will help will benefit them of course you know invite clients uh, uh and members and their friends and family make it available remember you are the prevention expert in your town so as to me part of being the prevention expert is education so always always invite the community to make sure the chamber of commerce uh knows uh what uh what you're doing these are uh, so we're very heavily nutrition based on our on our on our topics. So those are the topics that uh, we we talk about. Um, I mentioned some of these uh, earlier. What I didn't mention is this: um, have other experts on. So especially if you're doing a virtual um, workshop, you can have someone anywhere in U.S. that uh, you know, or maybe you know through someone that knows someone. Um, as an expert on your show, right? So um, I have a, a client of mine. He's a, a top 10 urologist uh, in, uh, in the country, right? So he would be a perfect candidate for uh, him to drop in and give him some, some knowledge or give us, give him, give us some knowledge on um, how does, what are some of the things that he deals with as a urologist on a daily basis and how might that relate to you, um, starting to take care of yourself at an earlier age so you don't have to see uh essentially my uh my, my client or whatever topic you give them what i'm saying is what are some other experts that are relevant to your unique selling proposition that you can invite to do a show i guess you could say kind of like a podcast right that you're interviewing someone but think of uh think of uh like professionals in other uh in other fields um Listen, I, if you don't make this fun, if this is not engaging or interacting, if there isn't a way for me maybe to uh, win something or if the first five people show up, they get something, um, you'll have a hard time keeping people's attention. So make it fun if you guys get it. 
chamber after our events. I know this might sound uh, very basic, but uh, gosh, the last five conversations I had with uh, some club owners, they don't do it. Um, I don't understand why. Um, so, but the only thing with chamber commerce uh, events is this, you gotta have a goal. So my goal, if I go to them is, so it's typically once a month, it's a luncheon, you know, you meet everybody, they highlight a business. Uh, chamber after hours, they come to your business. So that's pretty cool. Um, so I guess that that's what I'm referring to here as ch chamber after hours, make sure that the only way you're going to get, you're going to get people to come to your, to your gym is if you're going to these monthly uh, gatherings, right? And you're part of the chamber of commerce. But when you go to these monthly gatherings, here, here's my point, or whether, but even if they come to you, your objective is to get two business cards. You need to start a conversation. And your objective is to leave with two people that might be interested in doing some sort of a corporate wellness something. The pitch is the same as it was uh, for the paper, and that is for the newspaper. That is, you're looking for ways to volunteer your time. You're looking for ways to volunteer your energy. I'm curious, what are you guys doing as an incentive to keep your staff healthy? And that's your lead-in, and I'm curious what kind of conversations you come up with. Okay. <laughs> you got to have a plan though. So if you don't have a plan, like I said, go uh, maybe maybe get get the uh, corporate fit off the challenge out. Well, okay. Um, last but not least, uh, I want to talk a little about about virtual coaching. By no means I am an expert in virtual, but I do talk to a lots and lots of people, and I go through a ton of information. Um, and I just want to talk about the do's and the don'ts. So let's talk about the don'ts as it relates to virtual anything. So here's what everyone is going to expect. If I were to work with you as the trainer or you as the gym owner, I'll expect that you'll have some sort of live workouts for me. Um, I'll be expected expecting you to give me workouts to do on my own right and there's probably going to be some sort of nutritional coaching and if that's all you're doing that's like you know the, the analogy i'm thinking about if i if i go stay at a hotel i expect that they'll have you know a bathroom and a towel like it's just it's so primitive it's so basic you guys got to do better all right so here's here's what i'm suggesting and here's what we've done and it was received very well okay i don't know what kind of supplements uh, you're using, we use uh, DotFit um, uh, supplements, though, other than, of course, they're, they're, the product tastes great and, right, and, they, and it's high quality as far as uh, the, the science behind it. The business part of it is very interesting to me. I can drop ship my product. Clients don't expect that. Um, clients also don't expect for you to specialize in a particular area or have a specialty you can be general weight loss but if you also specialize they don't expect that have a well laid out three or four point uh plan so when you're presenting your uh your um um product or your 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 coaching program to your prospects have a three or four point plan that people can understand on how this particular plan will solve their particular uh, problem. Have a sales presentation. Here's what I'm thinking about when I say this. Um, a guy by the name of Donald Miller has a company called Story Brand Marketing. That's what we use. Get on storybrandmarketing.com 
and use their story brand marketing format to put together an, uh, a well thought out sales presentation. What people uh, don't expect is some sort of daily, weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly content that's specific to what they wanna do, right? So if I find out during the qualifying part of the process with my prospect that they've had a hard time staying motivated or they're a diabetic, I will send them that content to help them with that particular deal. You need, or with that, with that particular challenge, you need a delivery system to do it. So we use a company called uh, Coach Catalyst. Check them out, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll be able to, they'll, you'll see what they do. Um, I mentioned this once before, partner up with different professionals and create useful and relevant content. Like people do not expect that as part of a virtual training program that you might know somebody who is a registered uh, nurse or registered dietitian or a urologist or somebody, maybe you know somebody who's a pathologist, um, right? So who are these professionals that you're um, interacting with that you that you know that might want to come on and discuss a very specific topic. Of course, record everything and archive it all. Um, and the one thing this is very interesting. Some I think some trainers do a pretty good job. But listen, I've managed uh, over 150 trainers for 15 plus years, and uh, they didn't always take their education seriously. Uh, of course, NASM is a wonderful approach uh, to stay on top of uh, your game. Whatever you're learning, what people don't expect is you constantly look for ways to make the program that much better. Anyways, I hope you guys find this very useful. You guys can uh, contact me at my email address is mike.gelfgott at gmail.com. And I hope to hear from you guys very, very soon.